1: This is the all-star game recap about three days too late and uh quite poorly organized i'm excited about this episode in particular um i'm guy williams um joining me in auckland over the phone is paul williams how are you good thank you and um also in auckland but in a different place in auckland
2: we have jt hello an undisclosed location
0: actually can i change my answer What's your answer? Not good.
1: I think I know why you're not good. It's time for Advanced Analytics. We've just seen the All-Star game, but I think the biggest thing of this weekend is the dunk comp. Paul, you're a huge Orlando Magic fan, and Aaron Gordon truther... How are you feeling right now?
0: Heartbroken and angry. The f- the fix was in on the dunk contest. What a joke. Dwayne Wade. You reckon it was fixed? Dwayne Wade, your legacy is done. <laughs> N- not that it was ever great to begin with. You were done. Uh, who else? Chadwick Boseman. Black Panther was not an Oscar... <laughs> caliber film wasn't even a top mar- th- top three Marvel film of that Oscar cycle uh wait wait you name got- two Marvel films
1: that were better than Black Panther
0: in that Oscar cycle Spider-Man Homecoming Thor Ragnarok Guardians of the Galaxy 2 okay uh then oh, yeah, you
1: actually nailed that yeah okay <laughs>
0: um uh who else was that oh Michael Jordan's ex-teammate um <laughs> I don't know who you are. They obviously couldn't get Michael Jordan to. He didn't want to. Um, he didn't want to judge the contest. Your legacy is done.
2: Hey, Scottie Pippen. Paul, I've got a question. Paul, I've got a question. Was airplane mode in on it? Uh, Derek Jones wait. Jr. Was he part of the fix? Nah. Right. Nah, I, he was. Wait, he I, was dunking with I a feel, clear heart.
0: I feel slightly a bit of resentment towards him for not um, just coming, not just handing it over, and you know, doing the right thing at the end. But I can't be too mad at him. And also, uh, shout out to Candice Parker and Common, Common, one of the realest rappers ever. Candice Parker, one of the best WNBA players of all time. They're they're fine. You don't
1: know that, okay? Probably. Um,
0: um Paul, you're, you're 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 in a
2: dark place right now. Um. So, guy, can I disagree? Jay, so- can I disagree with something else? I don't. I think the highlight of the All Star Weekend was those Mountain Dew spots. Damn! I want. <laughs> I wanted a Mountain Dew. That was so cool. Those bright green balls. That's. You, what- <laughs> I loved it. Do the so juice, baby. The,
1: hi- the, hi- the highlight of the All Star Weekend was the um, Mountain Dew long three in the three-point con- contest.
2: Yeah, we're seeing my boy Devis Betrans just smoke those Mountain Dew spots.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to the Mountain Dew spot soon because they're obviously really riveting things. But JT, you are uh, uh, I, I, I I can't tell if you're joking or not. You kind of claim to be a semi magic fan. You seem to own a lot of magic merchandise. How are you feeling about Aaron Gordon?
2: Oh, big head deserved it, but I think he um I think he deserved it more against Levine. I thought that was more of the rip off.
1: Okay, it's the second okay, rob. Okay. JT, he's been robbed JT, twice. JT, you've, you've used two nicknames so far that no one else but you knows. Sorry. So, Aaron Gordon, you call him Big Head, and you call you call um, the guy who won Flight Mode.
2: Nah, Flight Mode's definitely in use. Uh, no, it's not. Big head, no, it's uh, not. Big Head is, I mean, yeah, okay, I admit Big Head's my nickname, but you, it's pretty obvious <laughs> who I'm talking about. He's the world's biggest head.
0: It's, it was unbelievable. Here's, here's, this was my viewing experience. I couldn't watch it live. I had other things going on that night. I sit down watching it, but right when I'm starting it, I accidentally see a tab I had open of Twitter, and I had the US uh, trending things on the side. Number one trend in America, Aaron Gordon. And I quickly quit away, and I but but in, I was disappointed. I I'd seen the result, but deep down I was like just happy Aaron Gordon had won. Then I watched the entire dunk contest. It gets to Aaron Gordon's last dunk. He does it. And in my head, I'm still like, it was disappointing to have already known the result, but I'm just glad Aaron Gordon won. (laughs) 47 or something. Firstly, you can't just give out 50s willy-nilly. Okay, you can't do... His first four dunks, they gave him 50s for all of them. How are you going to say he did the perfect dunk contest, flawless, and then he doesn't win? Today... Derek Jones Jr. signs with Puma. My boy Aaron Gordon, sponsored by a brand called 361 Degrees. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like those Puma shoes, by the way. I've got a pair on the way, actually.
0: That's what I'm saying.
2: But I got It's not before. fair. Com. Derek
0: Jones Jr. Is, has like a legit shoe sponsorship off the back of this. Aaron Gordon gets
1: $20 million a year for being shit for the magic. Like you,
0: He's doing pretty well. $20 million for, a back, for a two-time dunk contest. Winner?
2: Loser. Hey, Paul, on the Magic subreddit, did you see the great um, mocked-up Valentine's card with a picture of um, Big Head, a.k.a. Aaron Gordon, and it said, are you a fadeaway? And then inside it says, because I miss you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't see that. I've been keeping off the internet for a bit. Uh, right, like, okay. fair enough.
1: Okay, well, can I, just, can I just come out and say this? The, the 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 dunk contest has always been dodgy. From Dominic Wilkins losing to Michael Jordan to um, uh, Nate Robinson losing to Dwight Howard, Javale like, McGee there's...
0: losing to uh, Blake Griffin.
1: I, I I definitely definitely think that Aaron Gordon had the two best most memorable dunks of the night and probably the better dunk contest. I love. Um, okay. I love, love, love the one-handed cradle windmill yeah. off the backboard oh, from Markel Folks. It's a beautiful dunk. So I and, think. And, and, okay, of, let's
0: look at let's look at um Derek Jones Junior.'s winning dunk, a windmill from kind of far away. Yeah, what from, is that? From,
1: from almost a free throw. No, that's yeah, not but, a thing. Okay. That is not a thing. No, but Paul was um, look,
0: look what Aaron Gordon's final dunk
1: was. It was jumping Taco Four, which was a memorable dunk because it was Taco Four. But still, peel been jumping people the whole dunk contest. Like, Peel jumped Shaq last dunk contest. Like, it's not that amazing.
0: The windmill. Well. A windmill. I, was, I reckon you could probably do a windmill. No, I don't,
1: no, I cannot do a windmill. That is so hard, especially from as far away as he did it. Hey, Paul. Like, they were both...
2: Yeah. Paul, sorry, guy. Paul, have you heard of how I've, I'm going to learn to dunk? I could just... How long do you reckon I could have to add on to do a windmill?
0: <laughs> sorry, what was that?
2: Oh, I'm learning to dunk.
0: <laughs> how long until you can windmill? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know.
2: Okay, uh, no, but seriously... Don't even bother. Uh,
0: it's been done.
2: Aaron Gordon... I reckon... F- Aaron Gordon's yeah. done two of the best dunks of all time. The one over the the mascot and the one handed off Mikel's uh, beautiful pass. Those yeah. are two of the best dunks of all time. And even when, because didn't he on the dunk comp as well, copy Derek Jones's dunk that Derek Jones would have been practicing for weeks and Aaron Gordon was just like, oh, I'm just going to do that one as well.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I that's a so. good point. So they both they both were running out of ideas, right? They probably in a dunk contest you probably have like five dunks prepared, and when you got to do like six plus dunks, it like gets Aaron, pretty crazy.
0: Aaron took his shoes off. It was done. Yeah, he, okay. He was well That's score. what I'm going to say. Perfect two hundred. Paul, 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 this
1: is 50? what I'm going to try. Perfect two hundred. Paul. Paul. <laughs> Paul. Aaron Gordon was good. Aaron Gordon was good, and I think personally he was more interesting. He was more memorable, and he should have won the dunk contest. However, it's not insane that he lost and it was his arrogance for taking his shoes off like he was Vince Carter or something was a little bit misplaced and it's not that crazy and not that big a conspiracy theory. Like the other guy, Jeff Jones Jr. was solid.
0: If you're going to have Dwayne Wade as a judge, you've got to have Mo Bamba or Mark L. Foltz or
2: uh, Ed Fournier.
0: It's crazy to me.
1: Now, now, I will just say this, that um, it's it's the most memorable dunk contest in years because of the controversial ending and the narrative of Aaron Gordon possibly being robbed twice. Um, I will say that Aaron Gordon has to do it one one more no, time, a fourth done. time. And if he can win... No, but Paul, you got to understand, Aaron Gordon is nothing. He is trash. <laughs> he's an Orlando Magic loser who... Um, whose only claim to fame is his times in the dunk contest. And his big And he's, 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 a, he's a great dunk contest loser, possibly the greatest loser in the dunk contest ever. But if he can go in a fourth time and win it, which what else has he got to prepare for? Nothing. It's so like he's practicing he's his shooting. He's 24
0: years old. 24. What's your point? Uh, I mean, I wish I had the age of some other players.
2: You're, you're what act- else is he doing? Buddy healed, He's about 27.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's younger than Buddy Heald. Aaron
1: Gordon is going to be in China in three years. It's no skin off his back to go in one more dunk contest, win it. They'll give it to him because they feel sorry for him. And he'll be remembered, if he does it, if he wins, he'll be remembered as the greatest dunker since Carter. He will be.
2: Now, let's let's think of something constructive. How would you save the dunk comp? Because I think there's two obvious changes. One is yeah. one is the eleven points that like every judge gets one eleven point score uh, for the round. Let's find the but, and then the other one would be you just take your if it's tied after the second round, you just take the scores from the first round. And admittedly, if they get they've both got four fifties, yeah. but that seems a pretty obvious minor fix.
1: I, I I totally agree that Aaron Gordon should there should be some points for like starting strong and like coming through strong. But they've got to sort out the ten system because um, Tas Milas had the really good point. He judged the um, he judged the uh, G League dunk contest, and he said that like they tried to ease into it with some sevens and eights and nines. But once you start giving tens, because the dunks get better and better, you just can't. It's like the the caps come off the bottle then, and you can't put the cap. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like so, you've got to be really careful when you start giving out tens. And these judges did mm. it like second dunk. And so from then on, they're screwed, and no wonder you had so many ties, you know? That's
0: the issue, I think. The issue isn't 10 not being high enough. The issue is the judges being idiots. Like, let's be honest. It is they hard, are, though. The judges, they're always just ex-players uh, who are from the city or just whoever they've wrangled together. <laughs> like, I don't think...
1: It's they're legends. Dwayne Wade is one of the
0: NBA's like most famous and if you, um, go popular to a court, if you go to a courthouse, the judge isn't some guy who committed a murder a few no, years. No, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's Chad Boswick. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but um, yeah, that's true. Chadwick, yeah, Chadwick Boseman is his name. Chadwick Boseman. I don't know. Um, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I guess he's but he's an actor and he he looks thirteen. I was like, who's that thirteen year old kid? Um, but. I will say this: If you're the judges, read the room, look at who the players want to win, look at who Giannis wants to win, listen to the fans, see who they want to win, and then make that person win. Simple as that. But it wasn't it wasn't that cra- it wasn't
1: that crazy. Poor that Aaron Gordon um lost. And I will also say this: that um uh there was there was people saying that um he should have lost when he. Like a few rounds in like the second round or something like that, like he could have lost a bit earlier, but like you know the judges let him through then. like he was like lucky to keep on going, and maybe the judges thought well Aaron Gordon was behind, so deserved to lose no, kind of thing. what ha-
0: what happened on the last dunk was the judges got together, they wanted it to be a tie for them to do another dunk. And then Dwayne, yeah, I've heard the story. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how,
1: I don't know how credible, I don't know how credible that is. But well, I've heard that that's story. That's what yeah. common
0: said, and he was one of the. But judges. there's a
1: chance that they just weren't that impressive, impressed by him jumping over Taco Four. Like it's, it was the one of the most memorable dunks of the night, and everyone loved it. But like they just weren't impressed. I guess they were sick of people dunk, dunk, jump, jumping over people.
2: Great, wow. um, um, great quote from Taco, by the way, who had no idea that it was going to happen. And his quote, yeah, his, it, his quote after the game was, "I was genuinely scared for my life." <laughs> he's such a, I love Taco he's so earnest
1: everyone loves Taco what about his suit it was a very unusual suit eh? loved it
0: well it's hard to get a suit when you're 7 foot 5 or whatever um, well,
1: I'm pretty sure he's all going right. made to measure Paul um, alright all um, it, it's, it's that time just want to get a bit more uh, a bit more uh, feedback on how the um how the reaction's been going in Orlando Magic uh Land. It's time for the stars. What? What do you mean? What?
0: I don't know. It seemed like a short week in review.
1: No, no, no. We got. I I sent you a rundown in advance. Did you look at it?
0: Where did you send that?
1: On the group chat.
2: Man. When are we talking more about man and Jew? Play, play this thing.
1: Paul, are you putting this on, or are you genuinely this upset about Aaron Gordon losing? It was devastating. Actually? Oh, I thought it was
2: a gag. Sorry, mate.
0: No, I think it could... um...
1: It's hard to tell with Paul. He really blurs the lines. Like,
0: think what it could have done for... Aaron's. I mean, not. That he's really lacking confidence. That's not really the issue. But, um,
1: you know, we it had too much youth. in the dunk contest. Like he shouldn't have taken his shoes off. Leave those sneakers <laughs> on, mate. You haven't won.
0: No, he'd won. You, can, you can't. You can't well, score perfectly. And I
2: like the new colorway.
0: Um, tell me but, this,
2: Paul. How are the magic? How are the magic fan base taking it? Are they destroyed? Uh,
0: I've. I have literally haven't been on the internet once since. I, um, Paul,
2: did you see Markel's, uh shocked face? It's one of the all-time great um, shocked faces.
0: After the result.
2: After the result, yeah.
0: I can't remember, man. I've it tried was to iconic. it all. I can't. Uh, the main face I remember is um, is Dwayne Wade doing the math to to figure out what he needed to do.
2: You know what I think hurt Aaron Gordon? It was multiple times with Chance the Rapper, who's very small, like comically small. Yeah. yeah.
1: Although he has a huge head, he, he's all. I, I, when you say big, big head. head, I like you could mean you could mean Chance the Rapper as well. Do you think that was a connection? There's
2: some sort of like club there. Right?
1: Oh, do you know? I have a massive head too, and I'd be interested to hear what um, Aaron Gordon's circumference is because I reckon I can beat him. <laughs> we we have a Williams family um, tradition. Every Christmas we measure our heads to see who's got the biggest head, and I've won two years in a row. Wait, I thought oh, mine nice. was bigger. Th- would you I say? I think Paul?
0: mine's bigger. No,
1: I won. I've won two Christmases in a row, mate. Wasn't one bigger?
0: I can't remember. Actually, also it should be in comparison. It should like be related to your height.
2: (laughs) No, it's just biggest head. Does your head get any bigger if you get fat? Like even a little bit?
0: Yeah, I reckon. That's an
2: interesting
1: question. Yeah. Are bit. you suggesting that me and Paul start putting on weight uh,
2: intentionally to win the family big head competition? Or you could put a little of Botox in your forehead. That might pad it out.
0: I'm going to build muscle.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I
0: like, do um, eyebrow raises and stuff.
1: <laughs> well, Paul, RIP to the magic. This is probably the end of the franchise, and they should probably just close up shop now. Absolutely. Um, it's, been a, it's been a good run. Um, let's move on to the All-Star game and the Week in Review. Week um, tell me this just quickly. Um, um, has, I,
0: has everyone... I just wanted to do my Magic yeah. Player of the Week, uh, and it was Aaron Gordon, who <laughs> may not have won the trophy, <laughs> but he's one Player of the Week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, congrats, congratulations to Aaron Gordon winning the real prize, Orlando Magic Player of the Week. P- Paul, uh, also probably the only
2: what? What did you say there? Oh, sorry. I've just got one real quick question for Paul. Be honest, to me, be honest with me here. When Markel botched that first throw, which was hard. Did you panic at 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 all whether he was going to be able to he was going to like potentially blow out and not be able to do it?
0: Nah, no.
2: Nah, always had faith.
0: Markel, yeah, and one of the common misconceptions about Markel is the uh, yips theory that he just suddenly developed the yips. But I actually think he's he's full of confidence and he's you know he's got a clutch gene in him. I think
2: you'd have to be okay. full of confidence to wear that jacket. It was a nice How hot day.
0: was he? <laughs> yeah, no, you'd have to be
2: cold. Right. Good point. Cold Sorry, party. we can move on. He was for, for people who didn't
1: see, he was Markel Fultz was wearing a full like um, North Face style puffer jacket inside uh, an arena where most of the other people were wearing singlets and shorts because it's a air conditioned. V- I mean,
0: you're talking, you're talking about the players there. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the NBA must have a standard um, arena temperature, and it's like t-shirt weather, right?
0: I guess. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I think. The, the point is, the point is, if I was wearing that jacket under those lights in that room, I would be like sweating down my forehead, like I look disgusting. And so, it's impressive he's able to m- maintain the cool, be cool under pressure.
2: So, I guess once you've already worn the jacket though, after like five minutes, you realise your mistake. You can't take it off. <laughs>
1: Well, you can, but it's just part of his outfit, and it probably looks shit without it. True. He learned a valuable lesson that day. Now, time now for the um, time now for the week <laughs> in review. What's funny?
0: Just <laughs> that awkward pause, and then
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: like you, that too. You continued.
1: No, well, I'm I'm cutting out the jacket chat. Let's be honest. Oh,
2: All I right. love the jacket chat.
0: <laughs> I also I'm going to keep referencing the jacket chat throughout yeah, the episode so you can't cut it
2: out. <laughs> I'm always talking about the jacket.
1: Okay, on to the next controversy controversy, the All-Star game, right? And um everyone is talking about how great it was. So this morning, I went back and watched that legendary fourth quarter where it was so amazing, and I'm going to say it wasn't that great. I think that ESPN and the NBA are desperate with declining ratings of the All-Star game to save it. And so regardless of what happened, they were going to talk about how great it was. And because it was reasonably close, they um, uh, decided they had to really um, yap on about it being fantastic when really it was just fine.
0: I I didn't watch it. I watched the start of the game, the first quarter, and then I just before watched the last few minutes and like the referees let the game be fun at the end
1: yeah like i i i, I agree there was a lot of um there was a lot of uh really slow three point line back downs from Joel Embiid, loved Askel, it, Scottie siakam and Joel uh, and uh and Giannis and then they would slowly eventually get to the paint and someone would foul them and then they'd shoot a free throw he,
0: but here's what i saw at the end um the blue team was up by 3 they needed, I think, one point. No, they needed they needed three points to win. Um, Harden does a push off, pushes off Lowry, shoots the three, makes it to win the game. They rule it, they rule it away, and uh, offensive foul. Okay, that was the right call because it a I think was the right call, legit. B makes the game more exciting. So instead of one team winning by six, the other team has a chance to get back and like make it come down to one last shot. The other team come down, I think, cut it to one. Um, oh no, no, no! Actually, they come down and they call Lowry for an off-the-ball offensive foul. It's like, what are you doing? You're, you're trying to that make this BS. game fun. Then they come down.
1: uh No, 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 no! That call was good. The the call on Lowry was fine. But you're saying it's BS they called that. But he did he did such an egregiously he, he hard did, He foul. did.
0: But all I'm saying is, in that case, just let it slide.
2: Yeah, it's just, just act in the have go. a
0: bit of fun. It's off the ball. No one's just getting hurt stuff. Ex- except for Anthony Davis, who did get hit pretty hard. But apart from that, no one's getting hurt. And then to decide the game, because I saw a photo of um, Kawhi Leonard that said he did these points and won the game. For, so I was like, okay, we're going to see a Kawhi Leonard game winner. No. Instead, we just get like a ticky-tack foul on Anthony Davis, who just makes a free throw and wins the game. Like, what are you doing?
2: So, I personally think you should just let Kyle Lowry act with full impunity. He is by far my favourite All-Star Game <laughs> participant. Multiple charges taken. I'd be so pissed off if I was Nick Nurse. But why are you taking a charge from a <laughs> sprinting LeBron? But, God, for given the MVP, and Lifetime Achievement Award, and no fouls can ever be called against him.
1: What was interesting is that even though they've mixed it up and tried to draft the players, it basically ended up East versus West where Team Giannis had the rankest All-Star lineup I've ever seen. This was their closing fourth quarter team. Cole Lowry, Kimba Walker, who shouldn't even be in the All-Star game if it wasn't for the loophole of being in the East. He got the Orlando Magic spot. Um, <laughs> Joel Embiid, who is a star but not really an All-Star. Oh, uh, no, guy, an All-Star i gotta,
2: I got to stop you right there. Embiid is a, a grade A superstar.
1: No, no, he no he is, but he's not a player you want to see on the court in the All Star game. He's the kind of guy on the bench that like does trash talking. Like you don't want to see him do his cool moves. And was evidenced by that horrible fourth quarter as he literally tried to backfield down from the um from the uh three point line like um the fat kid does when you're like third form and playing one on one. Like it was. Pathetic. But he was he was successful though. He was the only one. No, oh, oh, it was no. I mean, what do you judge a success? Fastball's entertainment. Three and it was, no, no, and he wasn't successful. His team lost in your face. <laughs> also, Siakam and Giannis are just horrible. I love Siakam, but horrible players to watch in an exhibition game. Yes. No skill. Um, they're just I, in there, just hacking
2: it for a foul. I felt like all the and cool
0: players r- were on um Giannis's team. I'm going to come out and say it.
2: All the cool personalities, yeah. but but Guy's exactly right about. I agree, Guy, totally that people are saying it was it was great just because they tried hard. But if that Yance's te- team, if that was constructed in the league, would be just as horrible. You can't just have with no fast breaks. You've just got <laughs> this horrible half court set, which, as you say, <laughs> rightly say, always just devolves into a, a, a process post up.
1: Yeah. So. So I um well they also have no plays, of course, which is part of the problem. I would like to see a coach this...
0: just come out with a bunch of plays um that they've worked. Clearly
1: on. Clearly what because ESP, ESPN and NBA are in cahoots here, they need to make this work. They've got Reggie Miller, who is brain dead and literally <laughs> horrible to listen to. You've got Marv Albert, who should be was Marv Albert commentating? I think it was, wasn't it? Who should be euthanized, right? And <laughs> that's not even a joke I'm like that guy needs to be fired a long time ago right and the ESPN has clearly told them you need to really build up the excitement just like they pretend like the dunk contest is good even when it's bad right and so all they're saying is how good how good is this look how excited they are wow this is really fantastic this is a concept that's definitely working to try and get it across the line and I'll give them credit that they got a close game but I don't know what they achieved. Like literally, like, so you're playing a game to 24, right? A te- what if a team goes out to a, like a, on a 10 nil run and it's just over within the first 30 seconds? Like, I don't think it solves any of the problems that the sh- a normal game using a clock solves. Yeah, but um, it does
2: solve one specific problem, and that what? is um, the cynical fouling to stop the shot clock. That's what it solves.
1: Yeah, good point, good point. And, and, and it was nice they got rid of ads. And I, I, don't get me wrong, I give them credit for trying as well.
2: And the story of the guy that uh, who's behind the idea of, the, show, of no. the game time is... I just want to say his name is some Nick Elam. And when I Googled him, the article came up, an interview with the professor who helped make the NBA all ex- All-Star <laughs> Game exciting. Now, guess what I thought when I saw that? I thought the professor from And One Fame is <laughs> Yeah, I thought... <laughs> has done some amazing trick and people can't stop raving about it
1: so jt sent us all that article and it was pathetic it was on slate which is quite a good website and um this man this loser he's just he's he's not a professor in like sports or anything like that or um sports marketing or what'd you say
2: or crossovers
1: he's been working on this he's been working on this um uh, technique which he calls the Elam ending for 10 years for 10 years he's been working on it it got picked up in a three-on-three basketball tournament and now the nba is going to use it in the in the all-star game and this is what he said in his quote when i first thought of this idea back in 2007 and started to propose this to people the basketball world one of my underlying fears was that someone was going to embrace the idea but they were saying all right thanks uh, they were going to use it and say, all right, thanks, see you later. Kind of leave me in the dust. It's important for me <laughs> that I am recognized as the originator <laughs> of the format.
2: What's what a fucking loser. What sort of person admits what we all think? What a guy. Thank you, Elam.
1: What a loser. And what did he invent? It's called 21. Every basketball player in the world plays it yeah. all around the world all the time. But, Guy, you say what, he's what, a loser. What did he come up what... with? Hang on, Paul. You're he, gonna... ca- he came up with playing to playing to a number as opposed to a shot clock, like everyone does on
2: every court. Nah, but it's a specific, the specific um, way you come up with the number they aim for based on the previous scores. But didn't Paul, they twenty
0: four the spe- as a as a tribute to Kobe though?
2: Yeah, that was a weird Kobe tweak. But you'll you'll love <laughs> how Nick Elam so came ten, up. With
0: this. He's like, I've spent ten years coming up with this number. Well, I'm
2: going <laughs> to tell like... you how he spent. The, I'm going to tell you how he spent the ten years because it's amazing. <laughs> He's, okay. This is before YouTube. He recorded on VHS every college game. I thought it was ten. Too... I thought it was ten all... years. Yeah, over ten years, he would record these college games and then watch them play by play to um, record the cynical fouling, so that he could cut, that he could work out like the optimum way to end a game. And he has. Thank okay. you, professor. And for... That's
0: cool. Yeah, okay. I'm on board. But I will say okay, that YouTube yeah, good... was around ten years ago.
2: Good. Oh, okay. There's a twist. <laughs> okay. New good, um,
1: good, good point. And I do like that, that it does get rid of fouling. But what fouling do you mean? Like when a team's down six
2: yeah. and they have to shoot threes and then foul nah. again? So in fairness to Nick Elam, um, Professor Nick Elam, he was, he's a big college <laughs> basketball fan. And he was sick of games being ruined where one team's down like eight points and then they will start doing as you know, the cynical fouling just to stop the clock and hopefully score on the other end. And he worked out after watching thousands of games that that's only successful in 1% of games. Yeah. And it ruins it.
1: No, but no, no, it doesn't. It's just what happens when your team's down a long way. It's just a desperation when you're down six or eight points. It's just your last chance. And it doesn't work because you're already so far behind. But that doesn't mean the system's broken. It just means that team that was up six or eight has won.
2: So you well know, them. You know that game that um, Nick Anderson of the Magic, when he lost that game by missing all those free throws? I know it well. I
1: talk about it every week to rub it in Paul's Was space.
2: that a hacking scenario, or was that just more like in the flow of the game and he just bottled it?
1: Yeah, good question. I think it was just in the flow of the game. He, he was a very good free throw shooter, so it wouldn't have been a hacking situation. That's what was so shocking about it, is that he would normally make those and he literally just choked under the pressure.
2: Oh, well, maybe he should talk to Professor Elam.
1: That guy Elam is an idiot. He invented twenty twenty one. Um, like, he get, give him a free ticket. Like, good on him for like helping promote the idea of playing twenty one in pickup games. But uh, he's not impressive. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, JT, did you watch the All Star game or care about the All Star All Star week?
2: Yeah. Uh, I, as you know, I'm diehard for the celebrity game. Missed it this year though. Uh... <laughs> Who
0: is MVP? Do we know? <laughs>
2: I don't know. Um, let's see if was, was, ever since I made best friends with Win Butler of Arcade Fire, it just doesn't mean as much to me anymore.
0: Wait, when did you become <laughs> best friends with him?
2: Like, at the Pelicans game.
0: Oh, wait, what?
2: Yeah, I, he walked past me because I was courtside. I was in the, the flash area, and he walked past me, and I didn't know what to do, and I just said his name, and then ran away, and then um, and then at her, at the end of the game, he walked past me. By by that stage, I was back to my cool, collected self. So I just said, like, he said, hey. And I said, oh, hey, mate, how are you? And then he sort of, like, stood awkwardly and kept walking. And then when I went to leave the game, he was waiting for me because he assumed, because of my strange behavior, that we knew each other and he just couldn't remember me. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Oh, my
2: God. Really nice guy.
0: Um, can I so say tense. this? The, the MVP of the celebrity game was Common My Man, uh, the rapper Common, with 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Well,
1: shout, out, shout out to Common. He also got bl- badly, um, really badly
0: by um, by uh, Quentin Richardson. Dang.
1: Um, I got a few. I got a few takes that I want to rattle off people because I watched quite a lot of the All Star Weekend and just wanted to run these things past you. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out for, to LeBron for trying to win the game, the All Star game with a really deep three. They were up. They were mm. up three, and um, they had three points to go to win. And um, he just jacked a long three, and I was like, "Quite cool of him to like put his team in danger to risk that just but for a then, bit of entertainment
0: value." But then they they did end up winning by um, just drawing a free throw and and just hitting it. Um, I
1: don't think that was to be. To be fair, though, to be fair, they would have won with an Anthony um, Davis dunk had Cole um, Lowry not pulled him to the ground to try and stop him from getting an easy two. Yeah, you know, like it was a it was a hard intentional foul that kind of ruined that ending because if. If if he had the post up on um, Kyle Lowry, it would have been a dunk, pretty
2: much. So here's a quick question um, quick question for you guys. I thought it was quite yeah. cruel. So everyone thought it was cool having those kids from the charities there, but isn't it really yes, cruel? I'm, gl-
1: um. I'm glad you brought this up. That was fucked. I thought it was so weird. It's like, hey, kids, Do we do what? swearing on the podcast? Because I've done multiple swearing. Uh, this I swear. I keep it clean. Um, okay, so... That was r- the charity element, like a lot of like um, business ventures that cynically work um, charity into their um, uh, entertainment opportunity, is really dodgy. And this is something I'm passionate about because I've been involved in a lot of TV shows where the charity element has been really sketchy. And basically you it's easy to get people on side if you say it's for charity and no one really looks at like how much it you know the All-Star we- weekend, Probably generates hundreds of millions of dollars. So to try and make it more exciting and more lovable by chucking some um, kids in there who are desperate for money seems really cynical. I agree. Like, it's such a small amount of tax to pay when they're probably getting hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax breaks for having it in Chicago in the first place. It's really, really awkward. And not only that, they divide the kids into two ends, different shirts. And the team that wins gets the money and gets to go on the court and the team that loses still gets some money, but probably not as much as they could get from this huge multi-million, um, if not billion-dollar venture. I mean,
0: it's always weird when, you've got, when you're putting charities against each other, pitting them, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, it's like when you go to New World and they sell um, normal bananas that are not fair trade and then fair trade bananas. And it's like they're going, hey, guy, do you want us to abuse the workers or not?
2: What ones do you buy? Uh, I buy. Uh,
1: I buy. I'm not. No comment. Move <laughs> on. Next question. I
2: agree though. I agree about. And the money also seemed quite pitifully small. Now, four hundred thousand is a lot of money for me, but yeah. not for a league where the the Clippers are worth like three billion dollars.
1: So I, I once I once appeared on a celebrity edition of Family Feud, right, and. For that, I was appear. I was um paid an a, a appearance fee that was quite decent for one, um Wait, one hour episode can I ask, of was television. Was this the
0: episode that I was on?
1: No, a, a different episode. With uh, I was I, I was on I was on um, New Zealand Celebrity Family Feuds four times because we have very few um, celebrities. All right, and it wasn't until I got the, to the venue that I realised it was also for charity. And this was quite an awkward dynamic because I. Looked at how much we won for the charity and how much I was getting paid, and then multiplied that by um, eight contestants, and I realised that the contestants alone were getting paid double what we raised for the charity. And um, yeah, I, I, I just I'm just really sceptical of any business venture or entertainment venture that talks about how what a great job they're doing for charity. And the NBA obviously just wanted to create a financial financial incentive, but there wasn't enough money in the kitty to. Um, to give it to the players for the players to want to play harder. But the charity element makes it more exciting. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's okay. awkward.
0: Here's my thoughts on All-Star. you got to bring back the Shooting Stars competition. You remember? No. It? <laughs> yeah, it was trash. Incredible. <laughs> uh, looking at the Chris results po- here.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
0: In front of me, Chris Bosh won. He three peated team yeah. Bosh, and then they stopped it. They were like, "He's too good." Him, <laughs> so did you, it did was it, him, Wil- Dominique Wilkins, and Swin Cash. Too good.
2: How good was my ba- this, was my main man Bam?
1: And, no, the skills challenges the skills the skills challenge is trash, and everyone knows
2: it.
0: Um, I like it. No, Shooting Stars is great. I mean, it all does come down to who can hit a half court shot the fastest, but. Here's an idea I just had now listening to you talk on how to improve the all-star game. If you get voted in, you have to play in the all-star game unless you can legitimately prove not from your own doctor, but they send like NBA (laughs) sends a doctor to or a team of doctors even to check you and make sure that you can't play. So you have to play if you get voted in, if your team loses the all-star game, you're suspended from the NBA season for two weeks.
2: <laughs> yeah, agreed. Full so, full plan.
0: So, coaches would be like, "Don't lose." You know, if you're, uh, I'm trying to think of the player who it would probably matter to the most. Um, maybe yeah. like a team who's like floundering, like the maybe the Sixers. You know, if they lose Embiid and Simmons or whatever, I know they were on different teams, I think, but you know, they lose the two of those that that could hurt them. Pretty bad. But
2: that could almost work out great for them if they just, if say Ben Simmons' team won, yes, or and Kyle team.
0: Lowry goes out or and Siakam goes out or whatever, or the Kimber Walker, the Celtics go out.
2: So incredible. I agree. I agree, Paul. And just, but that prompted one other stray observation that I had. Uh, well, no, not so much a stray observation, but my favorite part of All Star Weekend was DJ Khaled flat out refusing to, well, <laughs> to even to try say. and pronounce Pat Connington's name. And it just reminded me of every meeting I've been in where, where the meeting room is 95% white people and they will refuse to say, try and say the one uh, brown or non-white person's name properly and just be like, oh, that's, I can't do it. And so good on DJ Khaled. so awkward. For, yeah.
1: Good on you for, oh, for getting a bit of
2: revenge, mate. Yeah. of yeah. Connington can take it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was um, Here's a question. Why do, why do the All-Star jerseys suck every year? When the, in the world, the, the Rising Stars ones are so cool. They work Well, cool. they're the same,
1: just better colours, right? Yeah,
2: way better. So, so this is kind of my theory that they're too
1: conservative. And I don't know why they'd just run a fan comp, because so many, so many fans on the internet are good at designing jerseys. Paul can design good jerseys. Like, they should just run a fan comp every year to design the jerseys and get more, like, out-there designs because the most loved ones are the phoenix ones with the cactuses and the hot chilies on them like get back to those
2: crazy days paul is it true that you design cool jerseys
0: uh i mean they've met with mixed responses i did one years ago really poorly and um it got shredded and i did one i did one more recently um when i put a bit more effort in and it was pretty yeah pretty well received actually uh, I so wanna do is... hey, hey, I wanna do more. I wanna do a um probably another magic rebrand, but uh like just their main uniforms rebranded.
2: Maybe we could share those on the uh the group chat. I, I've I've dabbled in custom jerseys for various teams I was in. There used to be a great one in uh Thailand and I have a beautiful teal and orange number for the Lost Grizzlies, my beloved former team. What are you What are you talking about? Thailand? Oh, there used to be a place in Thailand where you could get the most amazing stitched jerseys of any color combination, and and they designed like bespoke uniforms. But it's not just screen printed; you can just get anything you want. Wow! Yeah,
0: and wait, what teams did you get? The Grizzlies. No, so
2: we 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 had a couple of teams in the uh, Wellington Social League: the Newtown Penetrators and the Lost Grizzlies, and. Wow. Both, we've got some beautiful custom jerseys made. Shout out to the Lost Grizzlies.
1: I want to see them. you got to send through some photos. Um, anything else on the, about the weekend that people want to talk about? I love how much Shaq loves roasts. Like, <laughs> he, he just enjoys them so much. And I wish I could joy, enjoy something in my life that much. Like, doesn't matter how shit the joke is. He'll just crack up. He loves it. So I've got say... one
2: just... Oh, sorry, you go, Paul. You go first. Okay, well, I've got one other fire funnel. Now, this might be one for all the tech heads out there. So, excuse me if I get in the uh, bloody tech weeds here.
1: But what is um, I Can I just, before you say this, I'll just give you a bit of, um, if people don't believe that JT's a tech head, we heard earlier that he uses the Firefox web browser. So, it's if so... that's not a tech head, I don't know what
2: is. Take that for data. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't understand Shaq's 5G phone. but I don't understand because what element of it with 5G? Did you get that?
1: Uh, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're about. What what
2: about? Is 5G? Yeah, during the dunk cop, they kept on showing Shaq with some, like, Samsung being like, it's the ATT 5G phone. But I don't understand. I thought 5G was a network.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: No, um, he can, no, he can oh, oh, shivers
0: on 5G. Yeah, we Can, all I,
2: came, can I, can I, can I, no,
1: no, 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 can I step in now and, um, uh, explain to you guys that, um, uh, not not true. I'm the actual real tech head here. Um, the latest Apple iPhones can't go on 5G networks, but the new Samsung Galaxies can. So wow. Samsung is marketing really hard that they can do 5G to try and get ahead of Apple. Um, I actually saw an article t- today saying here's why the latest what? iPhones are not equipped for 5G, but I didn't bother clipping on it, clicking on it, so I can't well, I can't actually fill that in.
2: Yes, well I think look, let's not get too far into the 5G chat, but we're years away from a a real 5G network. So, Shaq should oh, just. What,
1: what, what's the fake 5G network we've got now?
2: So we don't have a 5G network. And America has a, has an actual fake 5G network where they label a 4G plus. They label on the phones. Five, you know, you get that little symbol. They just make it say 5G, but it isn't 5G. Wow. Yeah, wow, 5G comes out. Yeah, yeah. We could get it real deep to 5G, but let's not.
1: No, I want a little bit more information. I just thought that the Gs were just like a new bandwidth of speed or something. Like like they just it was just a marketing term for a much faster internet key- connectivity. That's what I thought it meant.
2: No, so 5G, yeah, so 5G is about the the band, but it's it's a millimeter wave service, so it's it's different from it's it's quite different from 4G. But what I'm saying is Okay. what I'm saying is you actually need it's not just something you can switch on it's a whole you have to construct a whole different network to have actual 5g yeah. and okay there's only like there's next to no real 5g cities in america and most of the world's a long way away from it so what you might have the in chicago big cities, one i don't actually know, don't know i could be look the chicago could be the oh sorry sorry has got oh no sorry my privacy filters are all out of whack Siri's heard me talk about 5g i'm in hot water here
1: wow Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, just, uh, just, can you, Tech Head, can you fill in the fact that um, there's a lot of 5G conspiracy theories out there. Are there any truth in those? Is it going to be used for mind control to um, uh,
2: by the government? Uh, I don't think I should be commenting on that, uh, given my place of employment. So I'm just going to say, we'll oh, not, com- not, not comment.
1: That's, oh, that's a confirmation to everyone out there that 5G is controlling our minds for the government fascinating stuff it's time now for
0: guy's been thinking've thinking been thinking, God been, thinking, God been, thinking. God been thinking and God have come up with
1: something God been thinking I was I was watching a little bit of the Celebrity basketball game it was horrible but strangely a little bit compelling. My theory is and maybe this is wrong that a big part of the appeal of sports, is just the excitement of a close game and who's going to win. And that's why I can enjoy the excitement of my shitty Thursday night social soccer team that I play on with JT. I can enjoy the thrill of that game as much as an NBA match with the best athletes in the world competing because it's just the closeness of the game is a real real thrill and excitement. You're
0: playing in that game, right?
1: Oh no, I can I could I could no but I could watch one of those games oh, yeah. and enjoy it. I could watch a, you a can watch Rugby Sevens teams. game
0: yeah. Yeah, okay, I get you. or a
1: high school netball game. My point is my point is, is that don't get me wrong, uh, the Premier League or the NBA has an amazing product because they also have the best people in the world doing it and they're they're thrilling to watch. But there is a lot of excitement just in the base level competition and like the thrill of the seesaw of a game, right? Mm. So in that theory Everyone likes watching celebrities play basketball. A lot of celebrities play basketball. There should definitely be a celebrity three-on-three basketball league. You could film it in one weekend. You could do it, games up to 21 using the, um, the what's that guy's method name? The how Method or whatever Professor he's Elam. geniusly invented. Professor of Elam Education method. Leadership.
0: Elam Ending.
1: <laughs> you could have an Elam Ending to the game. And um, who wouldn't want to see, see Team Jace, Justin Bieber, like, three-on-three, three, where they're actually exposed, taking on Team Chance the Rapper in an actual tournament? Um, you know, it would be sick, and people on the internet would definitely watch that, I reckon.
2: I agree.
0: Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. It's a great idea.
2: Bloody ice cube's um, I- I- two- been all over Twitter claiming it's uh, the big three started at all. Wait till Elam hears about this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um okay and a guy i've been thinking has a a second element to it just quickly because i've had two um it's really interesting because i listen to a lot of basketball podcasts obviously this one being the best one and a lot of um football podcasts as well mainly about the premier league and british soccer and it's really really interesting to hear the parallel this isn't really that fascinating people who don't really know british premier league as well as the nba but it's also it's not even the premier league it's the championship the second division of britain um, there's a direct parallel between the story of Mike D'Antoni and the story of Marcelo Belisa, uh, I hope I'm saying that right, the coach of Leeds, where they're both hugely influential, legendary coaches who have won nothing, and every coach looks at them as going, that guy was a huge influence on me in the way I coach, but they they're not successful. Not only that, But Leeds, the team that Marcelo Belisa coaches, um, is famous for starting really strong and getting way out um, in front of everyone because they play a crazy, high-tempo, pressing style of football, but then fading as the season goes on and then finishing poorly because they don't have enough energy for the final push, exactly like the Houston Rockets, who play a seven-man rotation of non-stop up-and-down offense. And tire out in the playoffs every year. Mike D'Antoni and Marcelo Belisa, Belisa are almost exactly the same, and I feel like a genius for drawing this comparison.
2: Yeah. Great comparison, um, but oh, one ma- one major issue though. What you, what what, what Russ what um saw, or whatever his name is in bloody England hasn't worked out is he, <laughs> he, Dan Antoni's cracked the code, and we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but.
1: Oh, we've got a new we've got a new segment,
0: Paul. You had a problem with my been well, thinking? It's just you can make random you can make comparisons anywhere. Like you could be you could also, say you could say, "Oh, James Harden, his style of play is a lot like Tom Manford, who's he plays darts." And, and- and
1: in what well, way are they similar? Well, I just
0: made him up, but it's, it's like you can. No, but like what ways
1: is, is is Tom Hanford similar to um, James Harden? Well, he
0: he um he uh manipulates the the officials and and he gets them to call fouls on his opponents by o- overstepping by um. Even he you don't have fouls
1: in, he, you don't you don't have fouls and um uh, in dart, overstepping so overstepping the comparison. line
0: overstepping the line Not so
1: easy is it Paul not so easy no. you, are there well, any master can't, manipulators up You
0: just, you can't just talk loudly What about overstepping the line
1: Great point he, No 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 what that's no that's not what, oh what so James Harden doesn't hasn't cracked basketball by shooting threes by stepping over the
0: line <laughs> No free throws though uh, I, I, I
1: thought that was mildly interesting. I just thought the similarities in the way their teams fade out, and the similarities in where that yeah, Mike D'Antoni is a hugely influential coach, but he never wins. Um, I agree. Also, I mildly agree. Inter- also mildly interesting, and this is this will help Paul's theory that I just draw any comparison. But the most sexy kind of like interesting basketball a- analyst in the basketball world is of course ESPN's Zach Lowe, and then Wait, the what? most sexiest. Why is he Zach se- Lowe he? is a b- yeah. Why is he sexy? Well, well, everyone loves him. You understand what I'm saying? AJ? I'm over him. I used
2: to. Well, look, in, he he
1: I looks used to like,
2: like shit. Him. Yeah, I don't like all his in jokes about Momo and. No, 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 no. I just, nicknames. I
1: just mean, I just mean, I just mean like everyone worships him. Everyone loves him, right? Yeah. I, I
0: want to retract when I fo- just said he looks like shit. That was really mean.
1: In football, but I wouldn't say he's and, and, sexy. No, no. I mean, I don't mean like physically sexy poor, I mean like um people enjoy people he's attractive to people they they like they, he's everyone's favorite analyst right
0: okay, use in football
1: word. in football the most attractive um the most the sexiest um football reporters maybe are the guardian and um the guardian podcast and their star is sid Lowe, whose name is also Lowe. that's mildly interesting. wow and they're both similar ages and kind of look the same i actually don't know i i added those last two bits on
0: the um the big uh, pow- powerhouse of the '90s in the NBA was the Chicago yeah. Bulls, and in the yeah. in the late '90s, the big powerhouse of the British Premier League was yeah. Manchester United, who also yes. wore oh, red and black and white. Yeah,
1: so that's an interesting comparison. They both had red, and, and also Ferrari and Formula One. Yes, does your comparison go beyond that? Like my great comparison. Well, then did?
0: in more recent years the powerhouse of the nba has been the golden state warriors Where yeah. the powerhouse uh for at least some of those years in the british premier league was manchester city wow who also wore blue uniforms
1: no that's not even close like it's close okay a the only comparison you're doing is uniform color And Golden State Warriors are dark blue and gold. And Manchester City is a a baby blue, sky blue.
2: Paul, do you think it's possible that every few years the Illuminati's like, shit, we've got too much blue dye. Let's organize all good teams in the world to be wearing blue. We'll sell off that dye. Perfect. Yeah. Buy some more fake human skins for our lizard bodies.
0: When's there going to be a dynasty of a team who's like purple and pink or
2: something, you know? Oh, purple and pink would be really good colors, easy on the eyes. But <laughs> hey, Paul, maybe I, I reckon this not a huge yeah. guy breaking idea. This is a this is a great idea. Let's design a purple and pink <laughs> basketball jersey for the Advanced Analytics Podcast. Yeah, I'd be keen. The, I'd be real
0: the, keen. I, the, uh, I actually
2: love that combination.
0: The Timberwolves didn't they have purple and pink Prince uniforms like last
1: year? Yeah, mainly too 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 much purple, not enough pink, in my opinion. Um, time now for a new feature we realize that JT every week I go what if people want to talk about in the podcast and every week JT just has some obscure thing about how excited he is for the Houston Rockets and how they're changing the NBA forever so I decided to use the Elton John Sting to create Rocket Man.
2: she packed my bags last night pre zero hour 9 a.m and i'm gonna be high as a kite by then
1: jt this is your segment take it away
2: so oh, i can't wait to hear this thing i was gonna make my own one up Um, Oh, wow. Well, make your own one. uh, Let's hear your own one. I don't really have a lot of audio production skills, but I'd like to make it around. Like, I could think the first two lines might be something to do with how the Rockets will never have picks again. Uh, But let's get to current state. (laughs) So, great breaking news for the Rockets. Damari Carroll, huge name, huge performer, also under six foot nine. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. Lonely space. On such a Why were these guys available from the buyout market? The buyout like, market is what, very weird. I don't agree with the buyout market. It's, it's like too unfair, isn't it? What do you mean? I don't like it that you can just... Like I think I think it's fair that people get bought out of the contract if they don't want to be there but it's sort of like is it just an extra free agency because if a team sucks, it's like in fantasy if someone starts tanking and just releases good players for no reason
1: these are these are not my point is these are not good players like there's a reason why these guys are on the buyout market and normally all you can get is like a Rondo or a Jared Dudley they're not they're not normally like, they're not normally big, big names. They're just like um, roster filler or bench players.
2: Well, anyway, they're going to fill out the bench beautifully. The Rockets, and I believe Jeff, <laughs> I believe Jeff Green, but it might also be Jermichael Green. So man, of one of the Greens. It, Let's have a look. No, Jeff,
1: it's sad that Jeff Green that, um, is going there
0: because Damari De- Carroll was with the Spurs, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, and so very that, disgruntled.
0: They were they were building a a a D um lineup with D, Ma, Demar DeRozan, <laughs> DeJounte Murray, DeMari Carroll, two guys more. Uh <laughs> D, DeAndre they just need DeAndre Jordan and Devontae Graham and they had it.
2: Oh well that's and a great Angelo Russell. How do you think that ga- that team would win fifty games?
0: It'd be great, probably. I reckon.
2: Yeah, I'm all for it. But anyway, yeah. So Mania. So JT, JT you, you, you told me they were getting
1: um, that other guy. Are you, conf- are you confused as to who they even acquired in this new segment of yours?
2: Uh, yeah. So this is breaking news. I thought it was Jermichael Green, but I'm happy to be corrected that it's Jeff Green. It's Jeff Green, So yeah. interestingly, a little connection here, because there's a little theme of conspiracies in this podcast. Damari Carroll famously acquired by Toronto as a LeBron stopper and was terrible. And Jeff Green, yeah. famously a friend of LeBron. Wow. Yeah. So try that one out. So anyway.
1: I I I don't think either of those players, I'm not with you on your theory that the buyout market is like this amazing life hack. Like name a good player who's come off the buyout market recently. Andre Iguodala. Like, normally...
2: When was he on the buyout market? Oh, rumored to be. Okay. R- rumors don't count. Fine.
0: He was traded,
2: I think. Yeah, they still think he might get bought out, but that's fine. Rumors don't count.
0: Okay, here's something interesting about Damari Carroll. So, Damari, obviously first name, second name, Carroll. Okay, Carroll uh, is also the (laughs) surname for Andy Carroll, who uh, currently plays as striker for Premier League club Newcastle United. Yeah. Yeah. Kind
1: of oh, crazy. that is not a good connection. I nailed my connection. I had like four or five similarities. You come up with one, and it's normally uniform color. I'm good at comparisons. You're trash, mate. One of so yours was a
2: surname. So here's another Damari Carroll point. Nah, though. it
1: was. There was three elements. They were young. They looked kind of similar. They had the same name, and they both were like the sexy, attractive, like hip guy to support in the in the broadcasting world.
2: Mars ain't the kind of please to raise your kids. Yeah. I've got I've got hey, this is still Rockets what are we calling it? Rockets Mania. I've still got Rockets Chair. Rocket here. Man. Rocket Man
0: Running Rock-
1: Man
2: burning out of I'm here with all. It's called so, Rocket
1: Man and it's a terrible segment no, no, it's that a great is sig- dying on its It's ass. a great segment.
2: It's a great segment. I'm gonna rescue it right here. So the Mary Carroll, right, is famous for being boarding but maintaining those long dreads and those dreads looking like they could just get snapped off at any minute.
0: Wait, is this he year, balding?
2: He, yeah, he's got a real big receiver, but he just maintains those dreadlocks. And so cool. this year he went for like a headband and a Lonnie Walker style, uh, like do yeah. on to pineapple on top. Now Pop hates Lonnie Walker. Do you think that that hairstyle was like a show of solidarity with Lonnie Walker, and that's what got him picking
0: <laughs> Why does that? Maybe. Why does Pop Pop uh, hate? Lonnie Walker.
2: You know how pop. He sucks. You know how pop hates people that like gets play wrong, gets um plays wrong in practice and won't play them for eight games afterwards, like he did with Jacob uh, purdle Yeah. Apparently Lonnie's just got a real uh attitude issue, and so he just pop won't yeah, play
1: wh- 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 Why does the Atlanta Magic coach hate all the players on the Atlanta Magic because they're not good
2: at basketball <laughs> and their objective is <laughs> to win games? That's
0: that's not fair.
2: I, so anyway, okay. let's let's circle back to Rocket because it's a bit unfair with Rocket Man segment where there's no Rockets games. Huge news for the Rockets. Let's see the NBA is being bent to their will, and let's see what <laughs> what games they've got coming up in Rocket Man.
1: J, J, JT Rocket Man's going really well, mate. It's really <laughs> flying off to the to the to the to the moon. But um. Earlier in the podcast, if you remember, you never remember the things you say. Like you told me you're going to bring in an audio recording of um, the Red Mamba. You told us Gosh. you were going to. Um, you told us you were going to do this amazing heist on Paul, where you pretend to be the, the b- biggest magic fan in the world. Um, you, you know, you, you forget what the things you promised. And one of the things that still the podcast, you promised. You promised that you were going to um, blow us away with your defense of Mike D'Antoni an amazing coach who was really going places and um yeah i want to hear that now
2: okay uh does anyone have any good artists go up mike D'Antoni. no okay well what i'm going to say is mike D'Antoni. you said mike D'Antoni couldn't win but i feel like he could have won in the suns their mistake was when they got shack and like that second year
1: yeah. So I think no, it... no, no. I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to criticize Mike D'Antoni. I like him. Right. But one of the, it's just really interesting that he's such an influential, important coach who changed the way we play basketball. But like Marcelo Belisa, he can't actually win himself and can't get the results. So, it's like other people have used his technique to win, and he can't.
2: So I think, but I think he's heard your criticism and he's gone. What's my biggest failing? All my players get tired all the time. So I know what I'll do. Yeah. I'll just sign eight guys that are almost identical.
1: <laughs> no, because he still hasn't done that, though, right? He's he still hasn't learned his lesson about his team tiring too much in the play, in the playoffs, a lot like Marcelo Belisa. And um, I, I hope I hope they um put up a showing this year, but um, it looks like same shit, different day from old uh, Mike D'Antoni.
2: So, just this is a stupid question, but the trade deadline's passed, right? So Westbrook, yes. yeah. So I think Westbrook is getting moved in the summer.
1: i don't think you understand what's going on here if the rockets don't win this year they're done they're fucked like they need to this year do some shit and 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 you're right if they don't win then probably westbrook might get moved but like this is this is it they're they're as you said they've got rid of all their picks they're all in like this is they're small balling it to the championship good luck to them
2: well you don't need luck when you've got the perfect game plan
1: Um, time for a little bit of culture in the podcast cause we've been too much of this jocks Talking about sports It's time for Movie Magic Paul Yeah Are you still connected to the phone? Yeah, I am. I just... uh, It's your time to talk.
0: Well, I didn't really know that. I didn't... um, I didn't... Wasn't told. I was reviewing... On
1: Facebook, there is a function, right, where your message points up and it shows seen, like a little picture of your stupid face pops up to show that you have seen the message I've sent to you, which is the rundown. But you don't even need to see the rundown because movie magic is in the podcast every week. Last week it sucked ass, and what'd you say? You said next week it's going to be better.
2: And I mean hey, thanks it. For, thank you for respecting Rocket um, Rocket Man segment, though, no, Paul, by staying in complete silence out of respect.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, no worries.
1: It's because you're stunned with how good it was. No uh, movies. But when Here's it was the All-Star Game chat, Paul came straight in and he was like, his first sentence was, I haven't seen it, <laughs> but I want to talk about it.
0: Um, Let me think. Just lie, Paul. Talk about a movie you've seen. I know. I, I honestly can't think of a single film that I've seen in my life. <laughs> um, do you have a little bit of... Why don't of we rub? talk... Do, um, do you have... Why don't we just... Instead of talking about movies that have been, let's talk about movies that are coming.
2: (laughs) Or movies, or ideas Uh, for movies. I'm
0: talking. No time to (laughs) die, the James Bond film is fast approaching. Only a couple months away. Who's excited? Do you actually think it's going to be good? Uh, I really don't know. I hope so. Here's the thing: I haven't loved the last two Sam Mendes. I, 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 I did enjoy 1917. Sam Mendes. Um, but I didn't love him as the James Bond director.
1: JT, you probably um don't realize this, but Paul's obsessed with James Bond. He loves James Bond. He's seen every James Bond. Um, wow, I've never seen I mean, I've JT... never
2: seen a single Bond. What? What? Shaking but stirred. Is that how it goes? No, I've never seen anyone. I saw um shaken I, but stirred. What? <laughs> yeah, Both of them. I looked up on YouTube uh, to watch um Andre the Giant as Jaws, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Don't really need to see the movie now though. Was um, Andre
1: the Giant George? Jaws, I don't think he was, was he? He was Jaws. No, Wait, I don't the, think he
0: was. N- no, uh, who's Andre the Giant?
1: Andre the Giant is a famous wrestler who was in quite a few movies. He was it's, in um, no, The but, Princess
0: um, Princess Jaws, Bride or The Princess Diaries. Yeah, yeah, I know the guy from um The Princess Bride. No, no, Jaws was a guy called Richard... I can't remember, Richard something. Okay, like.
2: well, let's put it this way. All I did, I went to YouTube and put in uh Andre the giant jaw oh, Andre the giant James Bond and it came up and he and he had big metal teeth oh. so if that's not jaws yeah
0: no Andre the it's. Andre no. the giant I think is in a James Bond um guys wait, I'm telling he's you not he's jaws. jaws he's no he's, he's not jaws not. Not. Richard okay Keel. Here's the problem, Richard right? Keel is um but maybe he, Andre is Here's the problem here's the problem, here's
1: no, the problem. JT JT knows who jaws is uh, uh, okay. who Andre the giant is but he doesn't know who jaws is And Paul knows who Jaws is, but doesn't know who Andre (laughs) the Giant is.
2: I've got the error. I know
1: who both of them are. Both of they are. (laughs) Yeah. And I can tell you right now that Andre the Giant isn't Jaws.
2: I've spotted my mistake, guys. I've spotted my mistake. The man who plays Jaws looks quite like Andre the Giant. And (laughs) if you if you already believed Andre the Giant was Jaws, and typed that into YouTube, then what you found back would confirm your incorrect assumptions.
1: Yeah, and this is how fake news spreads and why Trump's going to win the next presidency.
2: Well, the economy's doing great. <laughs>
1: um, oh, partly because the uh, he's crashing the uh, American economy into more and more debt, right? Anyway, we'll get into
0: that another time. Um, okay. okay. Uh, but anyway, oh. James Bond is coming up. Are we excited? Do you like the Billy... D- well, JT's
1: obviously not because he's never seen one. Um, I I hate James Bond, modern James Bonds, and I'm not into it. I haven't liked one since Casino Royale. That was um, modern. Do you like the Billie
0: Eilish song? Is that good? I haven't listened to it yet. I I've kind oh of. Oh my uh, god! Is Idris
2: Elba Bond yet? No, no,
0: and I don't think he's going to be. It's
2: what are they still just, Daniel Craig? Are they just waiting him out? Idris Elba's like already like 55. That's, How long are he going to
0: wait? He's not going to be
2: it. He's he's already. Is it going to be Chadwick man Nah, I think if it's
0: if, if they... Is it going to be common? No. You, why you not How good would that be? Why can't it be a woman? Um, I mean, it could be. It could be. You've I don't got
1: think... Paul on the ropes here. <laughs> this is one of Paul's <laughs> big um, um, weak points, is um, trying to explain why James Bond can't be a woman. No, I've never done that. his other weak point is, here's what I... his other weak point is Michael Jackson innocent. No.
0: Okay, oh, well, let's not here's go Here's what there. I'll say. Oh. No, here's what I'll say. Firstly, don't, makeup lies that <laughs> they came out and said. the people on twitter were like the next james bond is a woman and it's uh, i can't remember her name but she's in the next film but people it, on it's twitter as
1: reliable as the same guys who are yeah. um, doing youtube videos at jt's watching about jaws being andre the J- who watches that video
2: hey speaking of that but, video um... though here's an idea for a future a future <laughs> bond movie stone cold steve austin the wrestler <laughs> As Bond, as but,
1: James Bond, but
2: playing Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so he just like the first scene, he's just like stone colds the villain. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, J JT, but before we finish a bit of movie magic, you actually wrote a um uh TV web series. No, <laughs> did I? You are telling us how you you kind of were one of the um. The pioneers of blade NZ. Oh
2: no, I think that's. I don't want to be making those sort of claims. I I created a, a screenplay idea for a movie centered about a, a boy, blading the length of New Zealand, but it's quite distinct from the final concept of Blade New Zealand. So I wouldn't want to take credit. Is this there.
1: because you don't you, you you don't want to um uh bring up a lawsuit
2: I against your friends? No, I've got I got the emails. No, I don't. Look, my concept was about a boy that was stranded in the um, Marlborough Sounds, shipwrecked, wearing rollerblades, (laughs) and grew up thinking they were his feet. And it was about his journey (laughs) up the North Island to be operated on by Dr. Chris Warner. But (laughs) But he meets a girl on the way, and he falls in love. And then when he wakes up, he looks down, and he's like, oh, I've still got rollerblades on, what did you do? And then he looks over to the bed. And the girls in the hospital bed, he's like, oh my God, are you okay? And she pulls back the blanket and she's had rollerblades surgically attached.
1: <laughs> what a movie. Yep. That is a great screenplay.
2: Thank you. So I'd love to get um, Harry, War- Harry Warner as the main character, but it could be confusing to Sean Street fans.
1: <laughs> so tell me this. Um, here's my one problem with it. And I thought this when you told me about this last week off air. Um... What happens when the boy's feet grow on the island and he grows into the plastic of the rollerblades and eventually, like, you know, like, his feet becomes, you know? Nah. You
2: no. Know I mean? so he thinks, so he's really protective, so they just get stunted and they go all deformed, so he, he would have oh, to Oh, like those
1: women in Asia who, exactly. who, like, intentionally keep their feet small.
2: Exactly, and he's really careful of his rollerblades because they think he, he's just part of his human body. He's never seen another human.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah, yeah, but he can talk for some reason. I don't, haven't really thought that part through.
1: No, nah, because maybe he learned how to talk before he got shipwrecked.
2: Yeah, she got shipwrecked and then forgot all other humans' feet. So old enough to know how to speak, <laughs> young enough to not realize what people's feet look like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That is very good. I think that's a good end to a note to end on. Paul, are you still on the podcast?
0: Yeah, I am. And I will say this as a little uh, uh teaser. Next next week, I will be no giving a brief review of the new Bond theme song, No Time to Die. Oh, my really God. Irish. Every wow. week
1: you tease something and JT teases something and you never come through. Next week, JT, I want to hear a good, well-researched magic, uh, ro- sorry, rockets segment. Okay. Paul, I want to have you either have seen a movie or... Or just remember a movie you've seen in the past. Remember, this is the segment that you wanted to do.
0: Yeah, and I love it. I love it. I love it as well. You,
1: you suck ass, guy, JT. You're guy, not guy, we can
0: get hung up on the you know the little details. Have you seen a movie to review? But when it comes down <laughs> to it, it's the only
1: requirement of the
0: segment. When it comes down to it, it's about the magic of the movies cinema <laughs> the music the popcorn the smell of the popcorn the little ticket um often that's on my phone now but you know you are what shocking
1: you're a disgrace to podcasting into this podcast which is saying a lot because the bar is very low jt you you're mildly acceptable verging on the on the edge <laughs> i've been guy williams thank you so much for listening i bloody appreciate it I i've been Stan cold steve austin there's a shocking callback joke by JT there. <laughs> Paul doesn't do that anymore. Um, catch you later and uh, goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Bye. Nice.